Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Bad people, welcome to our show. <laughs> Medium people, welcome, welcome. Anyone who want to learn more about SEO, pay-per-click, how we can use both to increase sales because the main goal of any channel is to increase sales. It's not only to get traffic or just pay attention to one specific channel. If you, you can unite both channels, yeah, uh, even more, take other channels as well. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Christoph Marzik. How are you? Hi. Fine, thank you. Glad to be invited here. Thanks for this. Big pleasure. Wanna learn more about that. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Okay, so I started this quest with SEM in 2005. I started to do SEO and both Google Ads. Back then it was uh, like Wild West, right? It was just the start of this in Poland. I come from Poland, I live in Krakow. And then in 2006, Google offered us access to Google Analytics. So since then, I use mainly those tools to search for answers, how to get more reach, more sales, more leads for our clients. And I started an um, agency, Deva Group. Uh, and during this time, I work with some great projects. For example, I work with Google in Certified Google Ads Trainers Program. Uh, as in SEO, I work in uh, Interiapel. It's one of the largest sites in Poland with the largest traffic. And I run a whole SEO department there for years uh, as a liaison from agency. So I learned that um, these two fields are connecting a lot, like connecting not you pay for ads and you are higher in Google uh, in uh, Google uh, Organics, not like this. This is <laughs> I can tell you that this is a myth. But if you use this well, you can learn from each other like these two tools, and then you can have uh, greater results, greater sales, greater leads for your clients. So yeah, basically that's what I do. And now I work with strategy and uh, not with like exact uh, tools, campaigns, but uh, I use the more and more. I've switched to GA4 naturally. We don't have universal analytics right. anymore. And uh, I'm looking for some alternatives all the time. So I know Facebook, like meta ads, Bing ads, uh, I use all the time the smaller systems and Microsoft Clarity, for example, to check the analytics. So I'm the person who likes to know more tools than it's needed. Why? Because I think we can learn from the other systems, other tools, how to improve using the one we are the best at, right? Nice, nice, awesome. Love it, love it. Uh, you know, I like Poland because <laughs> it's neighbor of Ukraine. I'm originally from Ukraine and it's big help and support in this tough time from uh, Polish people who can help Ukrainians, uh, you know, yeah, it's really hard, tough. I know about that because I have business in Ukraine and Russian uh, missiles hit often, you know, uh, yeah, probably every single night. Uh, it's, it's hard to be there, but and it's good to have such neighbor like Poland uh, who can help in this tough time. And I think uh, Ukraine will do everything to save 
other countries because uh, Ukraine is not the final destination of this regime. And yeah, you'll see. And Krishna, uh, I want to start from the first question. I'm interested about how to learn both. You know, for example, I found that uh, when marketers try to cover a lot of channels, uh, they can become jack of all trades because you know it's hard to know uh, how pay-per-click works it's hard to know how seo even seo if we divide seo in many different topics like link building content creation technical optimization and i found that great experts usually know specific directions or management as i do for example for me it's hard to com compare my skills with Lily Ray about EE18. She can beat me in my site. That's why she wrote this great checklist for my SEO course. Uh, it's hard to compete with Jeff Coyle, who filmed a video about advanced content strategy by using AI. Uh, but I understand the basic how it works and cooperate with great experts. I'm proud and blessed enough to have this connection. Can you tell how you learn SEO pay-per-click to understand uh, how to connect each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. I strongly believe that you have to be a specialist in a certain field to be good at it, right? So for me, it's not that doing SEO, you have to learn how to do good campaigns in Google Ads, for example. But if you never talk with person who is doing the campaign in Google Ads for the same client or for your campaign, you don't exchange the ideas, you are losing a lot. It's uh, the first idea is to talk and exchange the ideas and to learn. For example, in SEO, when I choose a keyword for some targeted action, for link anchors, for new copy, uh, I don't know if the keyword will sell. I don't have this uh, data. I can assume that it's a good keyword. We we do it by like, okay, it's intuition shows me that this keyword will be good. Cool. But in Google Ads, I can run a campaign for a week or two, and I can check exactly how the sales look from this keyword. So if I start SEO campaign and I go to a person who is doing for example, or just check the data in Google Analytics. But if I talk with someone who is doing Google Ads campaign for this business, I can ask, okay, send me the list of the keywords with the greatest impact on sales. And they can give me data. They can tell me, like, for example, here we pay uh, $1 for a click and here we pay $3 for a click. So if you can target those keywords, we will be having more traffic on them probably more sales, but they are most expensive. So if you can manage to get them for us or make new copy, it's like the best way. So we are not only knowing what keywords to target, we are getting knowledge how to, for example, boost sales, how to lower the costs of whole investments. So we have to learn. Other thing you can learn, for example, is that landing pages, differ in results. So instead of doing your campaign, focusing on how you, for example, put keywords on the landing page and then you have some results, you get the, uh, the exact traffic stuff and then you don't have conversions. So you're like, mm, what am I doing wrong? And in Google Ads, you can test a lot of landing pages. So before you finish your work as a SEO, you can know that certain layout, certain 
copy certain uh, call to actions will work better on these landing pages. So you can just learn before you waste time, before you waste money, and you will know that, okay, with these working landing page, with these working keywords, uh, it will be much better chance of success for me, right? So that's it. That's You have to know how it works in basics, like to compare it, to know that you what kind of question you can ask. Uh, but you don't have to know how to make a campaign from A to Z. Just you have to go out and talk with those people who are covering the same client, the same campaigns, right? Nice. I love it. I love it because you uh, check out uh, if keywords can sell because I see it's a big trap now when uh, companies chase traffic, volume, but uh, it doesn't mean that you can convert by having this traffic and uh, it might confuse modern health. And uh, I remember when I spoke with webmaster who lost 400,000 traffic, but he didn't lose any sales. So <laughs> he got a lot of traffic that didn't convert. Yeah, I agree. It's better to analyze uh, if traffic can sell. It's better I don't know, like to get 100 people uh, who can buy products than a million people who don't care about your products. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. I want to start uh, from the basic. I mean, like from uh, creating content strategy uh, or marketing strategy, uh, because, you know, what I usually see many companies have no documented content strategy according to studies or they create generic strategies. But if we create strategy for pay-per-click and SEO, we need to unite both. Uh, can you tell how to do it, how to do it right? I mean, like, uh, to consider both because, uh, for example, okay, we can test some keywords in paid marketing, but uh, SEO is not only about, uh, I mean, like, uh, chasing e-commerce keywords, navigational, uh, but uh, it's info content as well, for blog content to cover uh, sales funnel. So can you tell? How to do it right? I mean, like, uh, for example, these keywords we are going to promote with paid marketing, with SEO. This keywords is better for only SEO because it can help in sales funnel. Or uh, if even if we can spend some time in paid marketing as well, you know, to uh, lead our customers in sales funnel. So any tips about that? Mm -hmm. So we can uh, track uh, keywords and in Google Ads, for example, and we can know exactly what are the results. So we don't have to track only sales. We can track micro conversions. So, for example, if we are talking about those uh, blog posts or so articles on an e-commerce site, we can track how the interaction works. Of course, it will be much better in Microsoft Clarity because we will see the heat maps of clicks. We will see how people scroll. We can even see how they behave on, on the website. It's uh, In these, it's a much better tool than Google Analytics 4. But let's keep on the Google Analytics 4. So we have keyword landing page and the results. We are saying about conversion and the value of conversion right away after the click. But if you want to look at the lifetime value of the user and some other strategies, you can also track micro conversion or conversions in time. So then when I'm starting for content strategy in SEO, 
uh, and I don't have these data, I start like, okay, let's type some stuff, like target some topics. And I ask client, what's what are your best sellers? What are your categories, the best categories you want to start with? And those answers are okay. But when we compare those answers with real data we have from, uh, for example, Google Ads, they are not always matching because there are a lot of wishful thinking in briefs, marketing briefs from clients. Like they think that we want to sell this, we want to be this category the best, so start with this. But if we want to sell and start selling very fast in SEO, we have to target the keywords and the categories, products, which are already okay. So for example, uh, some clients found out that some of their best sellers in local stores, like offline stores, are not not so good sellers at uh, online store. We have different prices. So one client was very disappointed in his campaign, and we said, like in the internet, you can uh, check those prices. You can compare it very uh, fast. So if you don't have a good price here you won't have the spectacular effect like with your other categories and products. And all of this data, sales data, is already in Google Ads. So that's the first main idea to, to cover this and to, to check the clusters for your content based on those clusters that are working in Google Ads. And then you can go further. For example, in Google Ads, you have um, something which is called uh, keyword matching. So you are putting a keyword and you can use exact match, phrase match, or broad match for your keywords. And Google will find more keywords to show your ad based on the match and how close it is to your keyword. So for example, if I want to sell a TV, I put a keyword like OLED TV and someone is typing Samsung OLED TV and my ad still showing. And this is mine for ideas. If we have this report, um, this search terms report from Google Ads, we can check them if we have content for this, products, categories, blog posts, and stuff like this. And we can match them and have a new keyword ideas for our campaign. This is another great idea to cover those keywords uh, which we have a content. Then we have uh, dynamic search ads. Uh, DSA campaign is matching content with landing page uh, automatically. Google does it for us. And Google says it uses uh, the algorithm uh, and data from organic results. So for me, to, to make it very plain and simple, it's the best match for every keyword we have on the website or we choose to target this DSA campaign with every landing page. So another idea of the connection, an idea of new keywords. And also very good and making excellent results, the shopping campaign ads works like this. We just put the merchant center, we connect with the our feed, product feed, and that's it. We also use some targeting, but then Google uses keywords in background. So it will show us what keywords were used to show our product and sell them, right? So we can do it like in reverse. We go with the campaign, then we check the reports, and then we choose again great opportunities, ideas for keywords that we can use in SEO. 
and then I know where to exactly boost some content, where I should put more links, where I should uh, invest more time in doing more technical optimization and stuff like this. So mainly the Google Ads will be a great uh, place. You can find new opportunities for keywords with data about how users will behave after clicking your results with those keywords. Yeah, nice. Tell me about uh, No, I have a bunch of questions <laughs> according <laughs> to your reply. Yeah, long, long reply. And uh, uh, you mentioned a few times about landing page. Uh, what I usually see when uh, it's hard to create one landing page that satisfies like uh, SEO and pay-per-click because for pay marketing, sometimes we need to uh, think more about uh, conversion rate on landing page for SEO. Sometimes we need to think about another intent. So can you tell uh, how to analyze uh, and choose uh, to create landing page that can uh, work for SEO and uh, uh, pay-per-click or, or it's better to separate them? Uh, I mean, like to create one landing page for pay-per-click, pay I mean, like uh, to use no follow, anything that uh, uh, will hide this landing page for search engines and create another for SEO. So uh, how to find this balance? Mm -hmm. When you are doing a lead campaign, so you're only gathering some leads and you don't have to sell all your, like to show your company and every content on the website, you have this opportunity to test it. And we are... The ideas of doing a lot of landing pages and testing them in ABC scheme, something like this. We got great tool for it for free, Google Optimize, but it's done like Google is closing this tool. So what I'm telling that you can test it, but for e-commerce site, the usability is on top of it. So I cannot send user in a different place with a paid campaign and SEO campaign, to be honest, because uh, he will be lost, like user will be lost on the page. And I need to have the great landing page for CPC and both SEO. So we are looking for compromises. For example, the best stores do it like this. They put a great and usable landing page for a category, and then they add uh, text and keywords and links, in links and stuff like this on the bottom of the page. So it's a text, it's not uh, making this site slower. It works great also. And it doesn't um, show on the top of the page. So you are not wasting the um, field in a display view of the user, right? So you have always to seek a compromise. Now, if your SEO says like, it has to be like this and the user will manage and will destroy the usability of the web page, you have to rethink like, no, uh, we are not doing this page for a Google bot. We are doing this for a user. So for me, in a lot of cases, it's a compromise. It's a great page for CPC with some upgrades for SEO that won't damage it for user experience. I know it's hard and it's a hard thing to do, uh, but for example, you can check it out. We have a great site in Poland, very big one. It's called allegro.pl and they have a lot of articles. It's a site, it started as an auction site. You can um, say it's like eBay, 
But uh, when eBay or Amazon tried to reach Polish market, Allegro is still winning all the time. It's so big and so good. So Allegro is going on the other markets also. So if you check them, uh, their site, they have uh, categories, results, and then they have articles about products. They do a lot of content because the content answers the question that are different than for example, name of the category or name of the product, they are like benchmarks or uh, looking at the product uh, in the way you can use the product or solve the problem with the product. And in these landing pages, they done it greatly. You have uh, social proof uh, because they are showing the author of the text. It's not like company or like no person wrote it just like like this. And then you can go deeper and you see that they are putting block of texts and products and text and products. So you can navigate this, read this and interact with the products. So it is great for SEO. But if you ask me, I can use those same site, same pages for CPC campaign, like PPC campaign, it could be a very good landing page because it works for both. Because any user going there from uh, social media, uh, email marketing, anything, any traffic could convert because they th are thinking about leading user to a conversion. So yeah, they are done for SEO, but it could be used for anything. Uh, so it can be done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I remember many years ago, uh, probably, a decade ago, even more, uh, I set up Google Ads myself. I didn't have special skills, you know, how to do it. I just uh, did it and got sales because uh, cost per click was like five, ten cents. Today I need to pay five, ten dollars you know, to get these clicks. And uh, at that time I didn't consider a buying persona because low cost per click, competition low uh, today, it's important. And you mentioned many times about data. I usually track how many times you can tell some words, but I lost my time <laughs> after mentioning many times about data. It's important to collect the right data, to create a buying persona. Uh, and uh, can you tell how to do it right? Because I see when companies use, uh, use tools, well-known tools like SEMrush, HRF, they're great, but they can't uh, tell exactly about your buying persona. They can share what competitors can do, they can tell uh, the average data, but uh, each case is different. We have unique selling proposition. Can you tell your methods how to collect data and even more how to implement data uh, to create uh, great marketing campaigns, uh, high quality content? Because, you know, I see when, okay, we, we get data, we have it, but uh, in the end, many companies just replicate uh, pages that competitors have, but each case is different. We have unique selling proposition, different buying persona, different strong sites. Any tips how to use mm -hmm. data, right, and collect this data? Okay, okay. But first, you said about uh, lower click rates. Use them when they were niche, right? Now they are expensive. So first tip for me is to check out if there are other search engines in the region you are targeting. For example, in Poland, Google is 
like Monopoly is a lot, 95 according to some uh, reports, 98% of the market. But we have Bing ads also. And if you use Bing ads as a base, like for another keywords, or the same keywords, you can even import Google ads into Bing, but I don't recommend this option. It's better to make it manually. And uh, you can get those little but cheaper clicks. And uh, yeah, that's the first tip. Second tip is to use something we call Google Signals. It's uh, built in in Google Analytics 4. If you're working with European companies, you have to inform the user when the, she or he is accepting cookies because it's using data from Google and merging with your data. So yeah, you have to, according to GDPR, inform user you're doing this, but everyone is doing this. So Google Signals can tell you in Google Analytics 4 reports, what kind of um, interest your users have. So I can go to analytics and check out report about, for example, sales and check the interests. So I will learn that, for example, my uh, users, they like uh, ecology, they like um, healthy food, for example, and they like to run in marathons, for example, I will see that these three categories have higher conversion rates. So I can learn, okay, because my product is like this, it's targeted to those people. So then I'm going back to Google ads and I can target for keywords, but I can check the data or I can target only for keywords for these kind of people with those interests. If you go to Ad Center, My Ad Center it's called, or you can type in Google My Ad Settings, you can see what Google knows about you. There is an age, there is a gender, there is um, interest. So for example, I when I talk with clients, I tell them, check what Google knows about you and maybe you have some ideas for us to build a persona that is using your products. And sometimes you don't have to use a persona for the products. We use a persona for targeting people with, for example, more money uh, in their pocket. Because if you sell some exclusive stuff or pricey stuff, not first need, you can target people who are interested in, uh, for example, expensive cars, expensive travel and stuff like this. So this is in Google Ads. It's very hard to use in SEO because in SEO you use a keyword and you target everyone. But uh, if you have a um, very expensive campaign, you have to use divide and conquer. So for example, you target only your neighbors, like people close to your business, and then you target only people for the great keywords, and then you can use the personas. And it's in Google search. It's not only display because Many people assume it's only for display campaigns and like Facebook campaigns also. Now it's for keywords in Google search also. It works like this. So you can use this data for data collection and uh, making the campaign work better. It's harder for SEO. For SEO, you have to spend a lot of money in Google ads to get some data, but a lot of time a client is using both the channels. Because sometimes when you go to Google Search Console and you check what are your CTRs, for example, for keyword at first, second, or third position, they are very low. 
because if you target keywords in SEO that have four ads above you, that have uh, shopping ads, and for example, Google Maps there, or some graphics, or maybe YouTube video, you will get very low CDRs. So another tip, go to your search console, check, of course, for errors inside, but you can check if your best money keywords that you have covered and you see in reports, okay, I'm in top. Okay, but check how much of the search volume you are really acquiring. Because some companies, some agencies only show you that this keyword is searched like 2000 times a month, right? From Google Planner. But what they don't tell you that you want to get these 2000 clicks, you will just get a very small part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, one interesting thing that I often meet. Uh, for example, I remember a few clients told me they set up uh, pay-per-click, but when they will get results in SEO, they're going to quit pay-per-click and uh, pay attention to SEO. But I see when companies use uh, both, still use both, it doesn't matter. Uh, even uh, for uh, similar keywords, even if they have uh, higher ranking positions in the top 10, uh, especially we can see it, uh, for example, uh, for branding name. Now when uh, a company set up uh, their domain name, because competitors can do it, <laughs> they can uh, get your traffic and all with their names. So uh, can you tell uh, the best way or a possible way uh, how to uh, how it's better to have both pay-per-click and SEO, or uh, if we have high-ranking positions in SEO, sometimes we can stop pay-per-click. So, any tips about that? Okay, so it it there's very important context of the data in this. Uh, so you can you can check this if you are covering a lot of traffic volume, both in SEO, you can check in Google Search Console, as I said. So if you are getting like 5% CTRs, you can boost it with Google Ads. And in Google Ads, you can check report how much of, of the clicks you get uh, from the, how what share do you get from the all competitors? So for me, when I'm only getting a small percent and I have a budget for it, I go for it and I'm both in both places. There are clients that can go little against the rules of Google and they have a lot of places uh, like two, three domains in SEO and like three, two domains in Google Ads. But it's not so wise because you are competing against yourself and you will inflate the cost of the click a lot. So it's not, uh, not a great strategy. But what they are doing is to check if you have these uh, SEO results very high and you are getting the mm, traffic from it. Uh, and they even use a brand keyword. So for example, your brand name is Nike and you use a keyword in Google Ads like Nike. And why? So Google showed the case studies, for example, with BMW automotive uh, cars. So they showed that if you are covering the um, first place in ads and both in organic search, you will get more traffic to your site than only being in organic search. 
Why? Because some people click on the second, third, and further positions. And you have to check if you have the results there that you are mm, only yours, right? It can be only your domain. Then you can like, okay, I block this keyword. And you can do it with a tools. I don't remember well the name. I think it's Athena tool. It's for a larger companies with a bigger budget, but it scans your position for uh, exact keywords and it will turn off these keywords in your campaign and it mainly focuses on the brand keywords if you have the top results. But it simply depends on your goals. If you want more traffic and you have a big budget, you always use both. If you have less budget and you think long-term, you typically use SEO because it's a great investment in long-term when executed well, but some of the clients use also remarketing. And remarketing you can use in Google Ads and as a retargeting in, for example, Meta Ads. It's very important because you can spend a low amount of budget but you drive the conversion, more conversion from initially the SEO traffic, but the people will return to your site because you have retargeting campaign, right? So it's a very cool thing to do with lower budget on Google Ads. And then if you don't have budget for both, you have to decide if you want long-term investment on you, or you want the sales right now, right here, and you go with the real-time uh, Google Ads. My clients, when they were hit by COVID and they have to decide what will go on in the future, sometimes they decided um, very in a rush, like, okay, stop all campaigns. And we saw the results that killed sales in those clients that were using only paid media. But when the client was using SEO for years and paid media and they say, okay, stop paid media for a month, two or three. We, we have to see what the market will be. They still got traffic. They still got uh, revenue because uh, the traffic from SEO, it will be there even if you stop linking to your page. Of course, you won't be on top for months if you stop doing SEO, right? It's a, it's a process. But you can see that it's a long-term investment. So, for example, if I do SEO for a website and they will ask me what is my return on investment after one month it's very bad numbers but after three months it can be okay after half a year and one year of doing this with good approach and good results it could be like super cheap uh, comparing to Google Ads but if you have wrong agency or if you have bad specialist it could be more expensive so all the time you have to just say, okay, how much does it cost me and how much revenue do I get it? So you have to check if you are getting results from here or from here. In some cases, we had the campaigns for our clients that were okay in SEM, but they were super great in social media. So we move all budgets for this client to social media. And if you have agency that are uh, growth enough to tell you that, okay, stop paying us for SEO and Google Ads, move your whole budget to social because that's the results and they are mature like this, you are in a good spot, in good hands, right? So you have to check this manually 
uh, for yourself or you, you have to ask those questions, but it's very important. Those are only tools. They will give you different results and you have yeah. to analyze this. Yeah, nice, nice. Christoph, I wanna ask about one aspect that it's hard to ignore today, impossible tomorrow about AI. You mentioned uh, this example uh, in Polish market, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, like Allegri, yeah, or uh, Allegro, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Allegro, uh, like eBay, and uh, Allegro is going to extend to different markets. And what I usually see when companies do it, they need to translate websites to different languages, especially if we uh speak about europe many different languages in europe uh, uh that are different from english or polish uh, so can you tell uh the best way how to translate these pages because for example in ai we can do it on ChatGPT. i can ask please translate this page i can get translation i compared a few times with uh, google translation much better much better ChatGPT can do this job uh, you can even personalize uh, your prompt, like, uh, for example, consider mentality uh, for specific countries, uh, consider people, they have different customs, many things you can do with ChatGPT. So can you tell your methods, how you can help uh, to extend market to this specific company? And um, yeah, and tell how to save money with translations, because we can use ChatGPT, you know, with that, but we still need human touch. So can you tell how to find the balance between editing and translation. So first of all, there is a big trap about going abroad with your business. You have to know a lot of stuff. And for example, in Poland, a lot of clients are asking to go to the West and they target Germany, for example, and they want to get results with the, their domain.pl. And we know that in Germany, people are choosing domains with .de. It's not about how you do SEO, it's not how about you do landing pages. It's about buying a domain and making it look like German business for German people. And that's like simple ideas. So there are a lot of them. You have to read about this market, read how to target them. One of the tools which is very helpful here is Google Market Finder. It's a free tool. It will show you the prospects for your company and business, and then it will guide you to a series of articles about this market. Um, so you can learn, okay, I have to do logistics like this, payments like this, and stuff like this. Okay. And with the translation, for me, the stack, but it's like very simple way, is using Google Translate because in Polish we have, um, they announced this uh, way back that we use um, these next level translations uh, with neural networks. I don't know what kind of languages it works for in Google, but when they enabled neural networks for this translation, they went great. It was like magic. So I can put whole article, whole topic here in this. And then I go to Grammarly. It's a great site. You can choose language you want to translate, like in English, like I mean, British English or American English, if I'm going to English markets. And probably 
this type of work is needed for your market. So you can provide your uh, copywriter with some translations to repair it. But some copywriters say they, they want to like work with the source material, like not copywriters, sorry, translators. But when I want to translate from Polish to English for English markets, I use Grammarly a lot. And it's very helpful. It's fully automatic. Um, just I'm clicking yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's super cool. But also you can try to think about this like if you use the keywords for your campaign, right? You think about, oh, how would I search for this product? And I use this keyword or another one because I use the language all the time and I'm thinking in this language. So if you do the same and you take those keywords and you translate them into German, French or Bulgarian, you won't get those good results you have because you don't use intuition, you use only just translation. So my idea is to always try to ask a native speaker or someone who is thinking or knowing the language that he or she is thinking in this language to look at my keyword list and tell if I'm getting the right or wrong keywords or maybe there are some better ideas how to search for this product or service, right? So yeah. this is cool. And last thing, if you use a Google Docs, and um, in Google Docs, you can write scripts and a lot of uh, things can be automated there. There is a um, phrase you can use, like, um, like in Excel, but in Docs, you can use auto-translate. So in one um, column, you have a keywords, for example, in Polish, and in another, in real time, they will be translated to a different language. So for the basics of the word, uh, you can search for this out, this translate formula and yeah, it's, it's there. So it's super easy and you don't have to use translator like million times. You can use it in the uh, Google Docs, like Google Sheets, right? Yeah, nice, nice. And Christoph, I have a final question. Uh, mm -hmm. I always ask this question of speakers who speak on my podcast uh, about your experience. You know, for example, I found that we usually get high results with clients who understand SEO. So when they understand the basic, we can cooperate. We can speak one language uh, to get high results. If they don't, I tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff, Mike Phillips. Go to YouTube, Google, doesn't matter. Just learn, get the basic, find your loving format, audio podcast. Uh, it works well. So just choose your loving format and get the basic. Uh, for me, it's the same like to lose weight. For example, if someone want to lose weight, you can hire the best coach in the world. But if you don't know why you need to eat healthy food, why you need to train uh, or drink a lot of water. So it's hard to lose this way. Let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in ACO. You never helped this big Polish company to get ranking positions. You never touch any website. You know about Google, but you, you don't know how it, it, Google can rent this website. So tell what would you do today if you, it's your first day in ACO? Okay, so I would start with Google Documents. Uh, I wrote books about Google Ads, but I always say the best book about Google Ads is just too big, but the best book is um, um, Health Pages at Google. 
they explain everything. They gave case uses and they have explanation for everything. They're little bad for Google Analytics 4 yet, but they're always there. And for SEO, we have also those documents. It's called for developers, for web developers, and they have uh, YouTube movies also. They explain, for example, how Googlebot works, how crawling process works, how Google Search Console works. Everything is there. And sometimes when I work with knowledge based on some myths, not true, not facts, and they heard something and they repeat it, I say, go check the docs because it's not true. And we have this knowledge. And they say, no, Google is not saying anything about SEO, but it's not true. It's all there. And it's great to start. Uh, it's interactive. Like I said, it, there, it has a lot of movies on YouTube and you can subscribe to the newsletters. They will tell you some updates about uh, how it changes and some uh, cool new stuff, like how to prepare for, uh, for example, holiday season or, or Black Friday deals and stuff yeah. like this. And yeah, that's, for me, it's a great basics. And if you want to go one step further, you can Google something called Skill Shop. The Skill Shop from Google is a place you can take another courses and then uh, make an exams with the certification for a lot of Google uh, products, and it's used by agencies to train their staff. So yeah, it's free. So go on and you can you can check it out. Yeah, many great tools are free, like uh, Google Search Console, J4, yeah. Speed Insights, Google oh, Trends, yeah. yeah, name them. So I love these tools. And even for keyword research, I found a few tools that can help to find keywords from Reddit, Quora, you know, because everyone uses Ahrefs, Google Keyword Planner, but uh, people go to Reddit or Quora to find something that they can't find in Google. So if you uh, create content for these keywords, you can get traffic that your competitors ignore now to create yeah. content for these keywords. Yeah, love it. Krista, it's a big pleasure to get in the show to learn from you. I love all your valuable insights, so valuable. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, it's very easy to find me on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, my name is hard to <laughs> hard to pronounce, but yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn and you can find the group. And if you, if you ever be in Poland, we have our conference. It's called SEMKRK. And uh, this conference, we want to be in the future with some international additions we hope for it right now it's for polish market in polish but we we got guests from abroad but now we are thinking about some some international additions we hope so so yeah let's keep yeah. it there. nice nice guys yeah i'm not going to pronounce <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i can pronounce by the way christoph Marzek. yeah, uh, yeah. it could be like this i'm i'm okay well <laughs> But it's better to link in the description below <laughs> because, yeah, it's it's hard, uh, yeah, to to spell, you know, uh, letter by letter. But if you click on the uh, in the description below, you can open the profile, follow Christoph that I do because I I want to know more. I need this value, so I recommend to anyone to follow Christoph to learn, to keep learning and yes to stay in touch. Okay, guys, love you. See you. 
Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.